Episode 1119, and it's the Relevant Podcast uh, here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Derek is uh, still out of town, but he will, surprise, surprise, he will be joining us at the end of the show for our game. I'll tell you more about that in a second. From LA, you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. What's up, guys? All right, well, it's, hot. it's Thanksgiving week, so at the end of the show, we have... We're doing a March Madness style bracket. We've done this in the past. The ultimate Thanksgiving bracket. We will be going item by item by item to determine and crown the number one Thanksgiving food item of all time. So the side dishes and all that kind of stuff. Derek is very opinionated about this. So even though he's out of town and he doesn't have his recording gear, he's going to call in because he has he needs to tell you his thoughts about Thanksgiving side dishes. It's a very big deal to Derek Miner, so he'll be coming up later. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for 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 Thanksgiving Why? this year. You know, I, I I just feel like the older you get in life, the the more I appreciate a lot of free food. But 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 like like but it's sure. the same food. It's like, like Martha Stewart, who's famous for hosting blah blah. blah. Yeah. She announced the other day she's not doing Thanksgiving dinner this year. Her big Thanksgiving meal that she always hosts with celebrities and stuff. She said, "I'm over." turkey that's it she's done she's done with it hey uh, let me tell you the game changer though Mm. because i've hosted a couple thanksgivings now okay when 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 by the way the torch passing is odd because it's never formal no one ever says hey you're the adult in the family now like you're the one hosting holiday It's it's happened to me the last two years i didn't sign up for it my mom nominated me i'm hosting the family dinner nominations yeah it it, will this but for me it was very informal it's just I guess I'm. I guess I'm the one holding the family together now. I guess we're, we're just doing it right now. You're the patriarch. No, you know how it happened. You know how it happened with me last year. My mom literally called me or texted me, and she said, "I'm. I don't want to bother with it. Like I don't want to have to like host everybody at my house like I do every year. So can you? Like because some of the relatives live closer to you. Can we just come to your house? We'll all bring food. You don't have to do too much. But yeah, do you mind having us over? And I was like. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? You know, because I'm more centrally located, You probably have the coolest house, though. That's why. We all want to have Thanksgiving at the coolest house. So you guys probably have the coolest house. But my parents are like your parents. They have... Okay, so never mind. Yeah, we don't have the coolest house. They have an estate. I I do not have an estate, (laughs) you know. Hey, guys, I hope you guys like the living room couch. There's only three spots for eight of you. (laughs) I have a little more than that, but yeah, yeah, it's similar. But but, but here's, here's what I've enjoyed about, because I've hosted a couple now is we've moved to exclusively turkey frying. And I don't know if you guys have done that. I've never done it. I've never done it. Okay. It adds a real element of danger to the day. Like <laughs> there, there is, there's about a 40% chance someone's leaving with third to fourth degree burns. Oh my gosh. Why do you is want it, that? The, Uncle, Jim, it, Uncle Jim's it, going to the hospital because you guys didn't thought because, it correctly. Because it adds, it, add, it adds the same element of thrill like the 4th of July. Like, you know, someone <laughs> might not leave with all their fingers. Like, it's that vibe. So, so have you guys seen a turkey fryer before? Because yeah. yeah, I have yeah. one. You do the dip slow. It, it is. I'm, I am shocked 
and maybe it has, but to my knowledge, the technology is still extremely primitive. And it's almost it's almost made. If like if someone shows if you're like if your buddy's like, hey, I'm coming over, I'm bringing my turkey fryer, and you pop the trunk, it looks like they could be on like a watch list because it's like a propane tank, like it, like this weird like tub and like a vat of just grease. It looks like you know, like if you we used to watch 24 back in the day, like this is what a car bomb would look like, like like a dirty bomb. That's what it looks like, it, like an old school terrorist. But anyway, it, it is a burner, right? Like like a like with a that connects to a propane tank that just heats the thing, you know, just, just lights a little fire. You put like a a open uh, uh, metal cylinder on there filled with grease that you get to boiling levels and you use a broomstick and a coat hanger. Well, that's how we do it in my house. And that's how you use it everywhere. They do it. To, to lower, like it is, it is, it's almost like made for someone to get hurt. There are so many ways to get hurt turkey frying. And I will say this, it's a juicy turkey, but you, you quite literally take your life in your hands, but it's a real element of thrill on Thanksgiving <laughs> day. I, and you have to do it that day. You have to do it while the family's in the kitchen, looking out the window, horrified that, that <laughs> what is happening in the backyard. Like you look around and someone's you, like praying for you while you do it. You yeah. get, you get your most like the, the, the uncle in the situation that's got the most amount of liquid courage in the moment. <laughs> if you get catch my draft and that's your volunteer to go help you lower that turkey into a vat of boiling grease in the backyard that you hooked up to a propane tank. It's a great time. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's very dangerous, and that's what makes it awesome. How, how long does it have to cook in that oil? Is it a quick process, or is it... Oh, it's very quick. It is a very, very quick. It's like quick. 15 minutes like or less. Like You're yeah. just dipped at... But the problem is that when you... Well, Jesse knows that when you dip it, if you go fast, it's going to spill. The it hanger spills breaks, over onto it's an open spill flame. On top of an open flame. Usually people who do it that I've ever seen do it, they've never done it before, but they're so confident <laughs> and to know what they're doing. There's always like a dad who's mad for the whole family. You're like, wait, wait. They're screaming at the kids like, everyone get away from us. And then they <laughs> That's dip what I'm it. Yeah. Usually, usually most of the family is watching in from and, a distance. Yeah. Thanksgiving doesn't doesn't have an adrenaline rush, so that's good. You're right. You're injecting. Yeah. I wish you could pull up Cam a video of some of these, like the like the family getting mad. Like I feel like Jesse's yeah. looking it up, but like the when they dip, they, people get so, get away from that. You know, that's how it is. I mean, this really does sound like the most American thing you can do, which is like just take a normal food and make it the most dangerous Explode extreme it. thing possible yeah, and put it in a <laughs> vat of boiling at grease yeah. put it put it put it in a fat of boiling <laughs> grease over an open flame and if you google cuz one year i was i did it That's at uh, uh, i did it at my in-laws house and we and we said <laughs> we started googling cuz we had never done it before we started googling and it's all fire safety videos yes it it, it 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 is it is like when you google on youtube how to how to do turkey frying it's like fire marshals please do not do this do Best not fires. do this <laughs> Yes. yes. Ringdale yeah. Public I, Schools. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, never wow. mind. This isn't a funny one. This is an actual safety demonstration. That's what I'm saying. But like most of them are warning videos of not to do this. And, and Fire it just, department I, captain. I, I hear, yeah. 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 It'll show it'll show what. How easily this goes awry. These are professional firefighters, and they can't even boil a turkey without causing a giant oh fire. Oh That's my what it looks like. That's a bomb. Now, I haven't had it that level. What we're watching is is one explode on, on a YouTube video that Cameron pulled up. I haven't had it explode to this, but I've never done one that's gone off flawlessly without some degree of fireball. Wow. And you're still going to do it again. 
It's really That's tasty. What I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's really a great way to. Cook a <laughs> it's a delicious bird. It is a delicious bird. It's a delicious bird. You saw how you saw a flame. It looked like an explosion off like a movie, what? like a war movie. What? I, Why is you, YouTube dude, are... full of firemen giving demonstrations about? Cameron, this? that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to explain. That they've taken over the SEO for how to. Why is how he on to, grass doing this? He's a fireman. That's a bad fireman. Uh-huh. I, I'm just saying, from my experience, that happens about 60% of the time. You know what they're doing? Like they're trying to show us how cool this is and how cool the fires could be because it's job security for them. They want people doing this. That is right. This is, that's what I'm saying. It, when you, Cameron, when you watch that, I know you love fire. I love it. Isn't that like, guys, we're, we're definitely doing Let's that this that. year. Every video is a demonstration from a fire. That's what I, I just said. We're on they, our like fourth video. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they've taken over the SEO because they don't want people doing it. But when I see these, I'm like, definitely do it again this year. Wait, okay. So Jesse, this is your contribution to Thanksgiving dinner is almost killing yourself, frying a turkey. Everyone's watching inside, like like an Oppenheimer when they when they watch behind the little glass of the of the of the mushroom cloud this in the distance, like the scientists. Yes, my family is like in the kitchen looking out the window while I'm out in the backyard, just you know, wow, that is too close to it all. Great, um, wow. This you know, is I recently realized I probably should admit this. I don't really have a contribution for Thanksgiving because the way it works in my family, it's still you do now. But it's still like my mom and my aunts, like they all have like their meat, like their food that they're going to make. Like I always know this aunt's in charge of this or this aunt's in charge of that. Like, I mean, I can do things like I, I guess technically I'll be in charge of like rolls, which is like the simplest thing or this like one, this eggs, video, turkey, deep fried insurance. turkey fields is brought to you by an insurance, <laughs> an insurance company. <laughs> no insurance, for, no you, insurance for you. This is a great commercial for. Like fire safety insurance. These videos, these videos are why I started. When I started hosting oh, okay. Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, "All right, gosh. we're doing this." This whole family's on fire. They just killed the entire family. <laughs> I want everyone who's listening to this to know that this turkey fire just blew up on all the uncles' faces. Oh gosh, they're doing it on the the family's wooden deck. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, this I've done scary. this. I've done this like five years he in a row. He just tossed that turkey time. with his hand. He yeah, just yeah, threw yeah, it yeah. in. I'm telling you, hearts are racing. This guy People is are yelling from in the house. 2003. Oh, look at the dog. Get the dog out of there, guy. A special well, day. Actually, look at that, Jesse. That's actually a really good... Of course, the dog left, but um, he actually had a little section to catch the grease, but that's not how you even grill it. He didn't... Because you have to have a deep pot. That was like... That was not even a deep pot. He just threw it inside of a grill and it uh, exploded. So, there's that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, move the show along. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Listening to Pink Panthers and Central Sea. The song is Nice to Meet You. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? 
All right. I have a twofer um, this week. The first one is you'll, you'll see why it's a twofer. It's not really anything to discuss. It's just that a, uh, a plane, a Boeing 757 that was uh, left New York, left JFK, was going to Belgium, right. was diverted when a horse got loose in the cargo area. What? It was transporting a horse and, and, and a horse got loose. And it was a real life snakes on a plane situation with a live horse. <laughs> and I, I don't. I, I guess I've never thought about how they transport horses long distances, but I didn't think they put them in planes. I, I, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Did you think they swam? Over. Across the ocean? I thought, yeah, they put them in a cargo <laughs> ship or something. I don't know. I, I, I figured. I figured yeah. there's just an international ag- agreement. They're not crossing oceans. Like we're going to keep horses where they are. Right. Like, there's. There's no. One time I was driving down the highway. This is true. I was driving on the highway, and I see someone. I see a, a truck pulling like a horse trailer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, the back doors are wide open, just flapping like that, you know, and there's no horse back there. And and the person <laughs> driving is eating a huge and the person driving the horse trailer is eating a huge hoagie. OK, like in their own <laughs> world, piece. like I'm talking like a like a 12 inch, like Pause. massive hoagie okay? driving with his knees, basically. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Mm. It, and 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 I'm like no I want I really wanted to yell like how many horses did you start with please God tell me it was zero because can you imagine if you're driving down the highway and you see a horse come tumbling down the oh, like God. it was it, it it literally was like this this I potentially witnessed the the aftermath of one of the worst traffic disasters in the history of the interstate. <laughs> Those horses system. running around um, willy nilly on a yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but either either way, um, but but I just feel like this this is the the plot of a movie. Like the, unfortunately, they turn right back around and landed in New York, and they they got they subdued the horse. Well, fortunately, think, not unfortunately. Unfortunately, they should have made the transcontinental <laughs> flight and had like a like a sky cowboy situation <laughs> where the, they're down there like, wrangling it and stuff. Where the pilot the pilot's like put her on autopilot, you know, and then he goes to, and th- that would have been much cooler outcome. It, it, it would have meant that the the horse handler would have been above the plane anyway. He should have been helping out. Was this? Spirit Airlines. What, what airline was this? By the way, <laughs> this is Frontier. <laughs> this was yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's actually you can watch on. In case you're wondering, uh, flightradar24.com has a whole audio has the audio from no. it. I watched I, it. I haven't seen any videos. They're from surprisingly it. calm. They're surprisingly calm. They're I, just, I fi- it sound. It, I it, no pun intended. It sound. It didn't sound like this is the first time this has happened to this pilot. Like, <laughs> this he's was like, not their first rodeo. Dang it again. We have a loose horse down in cargo. Will be requesting landing. He, he he literally said this is part of the transcript. Which again, I spent too much time reading about this story because it it wasn't as cool as it's you know. But the transcript says uh, we don't have a. I mean, this is a reenactment. I love the voice. We don't have a problem flying wise. Mm-hmm. He then he then says uh, there's a, there was a horse. He goes. We cannot get the horse back secured, which is a very pilot way yeah. to talk about it. But if I'm the pilot, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting that bad. But I'm telling the co-pilot. Man, the wheel. I'm taking care of this. I, I, this is. Th- I'm taking care of this myself. I mean, it's like sometimes I go, "Do we have a doctor on board?" I'd be like, oh, "This is your captain speaking. Do we have any cowboys on board? We have a situation down in cargo." That's awesome. That would have yeah, been cool. It seems. It seems like a dream scenario for a pilot because you have the best pilot story of all time yeah. at that point, and and they miss them. All right. What else? Okay. So that 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 was slice number one. Obviously, a big international story that I felt like I needed my perspective on. <laughs> um, finally, uh, Google DeepMind. 
um, the, the AI, you know, um, technology that Google is working on has developed a technology that uh, believes that they can forecast the weather uh, more than 90% of the time uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to 10 day predictions. And it's going to revolutionize the weather, you know, how weather predictions are. But the, it, it was cool. You know, they, they use like uh, historic well, we modeling. To, we have and all 10 day that. predictions. You go to weather.com right yeah, now. But, but, they, but it's going to be 90% more accurate than, than the ones we have now. Oh, it, okay. it, it, there, it's using new mo- artificial intelligence modeling by looking at historical data along with all the, the current stuff. Yeah. It's fine. Cool. Right. But the headline was Google's new AI weatherman will leave forecasters in the dust. And it really got me thinking about the field of meteorology. Yeah. You know, like if if you're one of the last meteorologists, because to, the, to their point, this has to be a dying profession, like TV meteorologists. I actually right? do know like, one meteorologist. Now you have to dance it, on TikTok if it, you are a meteorologist. It has to, yeah, it has to be one of the last greatest jobs ever, right? Because like... You don't need to go to meteorology school anymore. You can literally Google it five minutes before the broadcast, okay? And just look at your phone and know the 10-day forecast. Your job, you have the easiest, coolest, greatest job ever because you're going to go up there and and just ham it up. One, you get... Meteorologists are always dressed to the nines. like. They got sweet. They got such sweet suits. The women have like these dope, colorful business suits. All you're doing is hamming it up in front of that green screen, throwing a couple one-liners to the newscaster. Your whole job takes like five minutes a night. You know what I mean? It is. It is, and you're famous. Like you are. You are a local hero everywhere you, you go. It's like, oh, there's I, the weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what I'm saying. It's the last greatest job. I will that's, say this, that's Jesse. really what my slice is. I will say this. It's good if you live in a good area, but if you have to be in like Alabama or any of these places where there's like tornadoes and stuff like that, like you're in Oklahoma. That's not the dream scenario. You want to be in L.A. You know, you want to be in New York, Florida as well, a meteorologist. LA's on fire, apparently. So, I don't well, know about but you're that. at least safe in the office. And the guy, you know, the guy's doing the TikTok dance where he's doing the leg thing. And yeah. he's doing a, that's that's his job is to dance. He's got that's time what to I'm kill. saying. Tell me, it's gonna be sunny today, and he's just doing the nay nay and and stuff like it's on a, camera. It's like how 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 was work today? It's great. It took me five minutes. The yeah. entire day's work took five minutes. I didn't and, have to go outside and, 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 and get and, and I and I. And I got a free suit, uh, and I told a couple of jokes, and I posted a TikTok. That was my whole day. It was very stress-free. I'm just saying, it's the last greatest profession. Now AI is killing it. Now AI is killing it. That might be the hottest take I've heard all day. Hottest take. All right, Emily, what do you have? Yeah, I just kind of want to let you all know um, about some plans that I have next year uh, that I think you'll be really interested in. Uh, I will obviously be trying to get a ticket to a new Taylor Swift-themed cruise, that will set sail in 2024. Wow. Is she going to be there? As of right now, no. But um, <laughs> some stations right so now. So it's just a bunch of weird, <laughs> crazy Taylor Swift fans filling a cruise ship. On a carnival cruise. That is 5,000 the... Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> I wonder what level in Dante's Inferno that is. Uh, what level of hell that for is. Me, is that six? It's going to be on a different level than it will be for y'all, I will yeah. say. Um, yeah. No, it it really is. It's like a four day cruise. They're going to the Bahamas. And it sounds like they're just doing a lot of like Taylor Swift themed Like karaoke. There is, there, you could not pay me to go spend a week with 3,000 Swifties like that. Hypothetical scenario Would you rather see an action movie set on the high seas on the Taylor Swift? cruise okay. or 
a transcontinental flight with a loose stallion. Okay, <laughs> action movie plot. Which hey, one are you? Put them together. <laughs> a horse gets loose <laughs> in front of three thousand Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> yeah. I like it. A horse together. gets loose on the Swifty cruise. I can't. That's yeah. really your slice. Is that there's a Taylor Swift fan cruise next year? I mainly just wanted to talk about it because I think it's so funny. I obviously will not be going to it for what? a variety of reasons. While I love Taylor Swift, if she's not there, why would I be there? Um, I can just text my Swifty friends. I don't need to go on a cruise. Are theme cruises low key some of the saddest things that you can go on? Yeah, like, I know someone that went on a uh, New Kids on the Block themed cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Their manager tough. also did the the uh, what's it called casting cr- crowns cruise. They also did one of those ten years ago. There was a DC Talk cruise. Remember that? And I thought, yeah, there we was, were, no, we, there's some serious money in it. I'm not. We even were joking we were around about like, once. oh, how ironic and funny it would be to go to the DC Talk cruise, right? It'd be so funny, and nostalgic, whatever. And I thought it's not seeing DC Talk reunite for the dinner show that would be bad. It's all the other people that would be on that cruise. Like, I don't want yeah. to spend those people paid $1,500 because they love DC talk so much. They're not there ironically. Yeah. So it would not yeah. be fun because of who you have to interact with during the cruise. Um, even if you wanted to maybe ironically see DC talk. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you have Marty? All right guys. So, um, this week, uh, Andre 3000 dropped mm-hmm. his long awaited, Album. It's not a rap album, though. It was a flute album. Um, if you've seen him in the wild this last couple of years, he always has a big flute. Like he's into, you know, that's what happens when you date Erica Badu. You're going to start getting into Middle Eastern practices and, and snake charming and stuff like that. Just what it is. Um, you can literally look up every person she dated before and after, and they become totally different people Buddhist? afterwards they're in they're look, look up erica badu and who she's dated common j electronica andre three that all these people they morph into these people who are like just you know like i don't know playing middle eastern flutes now anyway so he dropped an album everyone's going crazy about it wanted to go over some of these track titles uh jesse i think you'll get a kick out of it um the first song in the and the first song is I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. I like it. That's song that number one. The name of the That's song. a lot of metadata. That's a lot of metadata. <laughs> um, I'm going to read he this did that one. For SEO purposes. Uh, but he answers a lot of questions. Though. <laughs> yeah. I like how he yeah. just yeah. He's he's blogging at this point with these. Look at this one. Ninety three till infinity and Beyonce. There's that. Um, here's another one. By Polo Disorder's daughter. Where's a three thousand button down embroidered? That's literally the top. It doesn't not even a sure. sense that sure. works. Makes sense. Another one is Gandhi, Dalai Lama, your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Wait, that was song tra- eight. Oh, that oh, was one song. It was those are the track listing. Those are one song. Your that Lord and one Savior Jesus title. Christ was just in a list. It wasn't the track was called Your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally one song right there. Hold on. This is one song title. Gandhi, Dalai Lama, Your Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. It's still the song, by the way. Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Like his titles a, are a paragraph. A it it um, sounds like a like an early 2000 Sufjan Stevens album. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 percent And you know what? Uh I, you know, I don't know about listening to Falut for 18 songs, um, but I'm just, I'm more impressed on the t- level of 
press he's getting for this. He has a GQ cover right now. He's in Vogue. He's in all this playing a little flute in in a uh, in a in a laundromat. Like that's where they shot this. So so yeah. All right. Here's a here's a clip. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Matt Redman joins us. You're listening to One Republic. The song is Mirage. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Matt Redman. He's an OG in the worship space. Uh, he's written some of the biggest worship songs of the century, like 10,000 Reasons, Blessed Be the Name. Uh, we sat down with him to talk about the past, present, and especially the future of worship music. Here's our conversation, Matt Redman. Well, you've definitely played a big role in the worship industry for a while now. Uh, how do you feel like worship music has changed over the years? And where do you think it's going to go next? Yeah, great question. Because I've been doing this a while now, so I definitely can get a bit of an overview. There's a bit of an arc for sure. Um, I think that I've seen so much progress musically. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, just production levels, commitment to the craft of songwriting, the uh, increasingly uh, increasing culture of co-writing, which is a win. We're always better together. And most things in the kingdom of God and we're meant to be doing together, not on our own kind of Lone Ranger style. Lots of pluses in that area. Even, um, yeah, just different musical expressions and pursuit of genres is things are a bit wider than they were in that way as well so that's all really great the one thing i would say is the area we're still needing growth in is really the content of the songs the lyrical weightiness of the songs and you know it's it's not a fair comparison just to take a you, you, sometimes people say oh the hymns are better than the new songs you know and that's not actually sometimes a fair comparison at least the way they do it because they'll take like the 15 hymns that have survived out of the tens of thousands of hymns they were the the cream of the crop the 15 that have survived through 200 years and they'll compare them to the last 15 songs that happened that's not a fair comparison and i I think that there has been some growth in this area. I think there's people taking it more seriously than ever before. But that will be the area that 
there hasn't been it hasn't been at the speed of the production and the music and the you know the uh, I feel like the uh, external if you like the external growth has been a lot better than the internal growth and so so that might be uh, something that we have to keep focusing on and you know as, as much as we take our songwriting seriously and how do I craft the melody and all that kind of thing and how do I produce and demo my songs great we, we need to outpace that by a fascination with scripture and surrounding ourselves with theologians and having pastors push us you know come on tell me a theme that you want a song on and until I got one that you love I'm going to keep going um, because these things are so important it can't just be I'm going to figure out whatever happens to me. You know, songwriting has to be a lot more visionary than that. Worship song. Okay, if you want to write a song just to sing down the cafe with your mates, you can write whatever you want. You can be the Beatles if you write, if you want, and sing, you know, I love, you know, sing um, I Am The Walrus, Cuckoo, Cuckoo. You can sing whatever you want. But when it comes to writing songs for the church, sing, you can't do that. It's got to be more uh, purposeful. It's got to be more visionary. And it's like, hey, where are the theological gaps? Let's try and plug a few of those. Where are the areas are a little bit paper thin? here let's try and get a bit more of a breadth and a depth in these areas um like i say we don't want to write complicated songs simple doesn't have to mean shallow we don't want to write songs where the average person walking off the street doesn't know what the heck you're talking about that's that wouldn't be very good either but we want to find ways poetically uh, biblically congregationally um to sing about god in, in an inspiring way Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about this responsibility of being a worship songwriter. I think that's so important and something that I also hope the industry continues to take seriously. Uh, and I'm curious, do you feel like that's a lesson that you have had to learn or do you feel like you've always taken it seriously? I mean, I grew up in an environment where I was really pushed to take it seriously. You know, I was told from the beginning, hey, this is important. People's worship singing can inform their theology, and especially for a new Christian. Um, so this stuff's super important. Um, and I hope I've taken it seriously. I mean, the thing is, you're, you're in this weird situation where you're just scratching the surface. You know, you know you're, you're giving your best and you're doing it over a, a long period of time, but you know you're just scratching the surface. Um, it reminds me of when... Um, Solomon was building the temple, you know, and, and uh, he's like, you know, we're going to throw everything out here. Our most expensive materials, you know, it, the design of this thing's epic. Um, this is going to take us a long time. It's going to cost uh, people a lot in terms of labor and material and everything. It's going to be ornate. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be measured down to the finest little, you know, measurement. But... At the end of the day, this isn't going to match your glory. He, he, he says, you know, but who, you know, but basically who could match your glory is the essence of what he's saying here. And, and I think that's the thing, you know, I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. I love the pursuit of 
songwriting and helping people sing to God and see God and I, I love trying to find new ways to do it and find new people to do it with uh, I don't think I'll get bored of this but I know we're just scratching the surface of the glory of who we're singing about and uh, I want to keep going yeah I love that and personally I hope you keep making merchant music for many many years oh you're sweet thank you I've written a few hundred but there's the problem is a lot of, when you're a songwriter in the church a lot of your heroes outpace you crazily like Charles Wesley I mean Fanny Crosby wrote thousands of things Charles Wesley English hymn writing dude six and a half thousand hymns and poems even on his deathbed he was still writing he was age 81 and he's, uh, he's too weak to write this down. So it's just one verse long, this last hymn that he wrote, and he dictated it to his wife. And it says, um, In age and feebleness extreme, who shall a helpless worm redeem? Jesus, my only hope thou art, strength of my failing flesh and heart. Oh, could I catch one smile from thee and drop into eternity? An amazing last couple of lines, right? Could I catch one smile from thee and drop into eternity? I mean, what a way to go. But, you know, the thing is, I hear that and I think, here's a guy who's 81 years old and he can't stop singing to the God that he loves. And you can tell he knows him and you can tell he has this deep faith and he has a great hope, uh, you know, even as he goes to take his final few breaths. Um, but he hasn't run out of praise. He hasn't run out of things to say about his saviour, about his God. And, you know, and I, and I love that. I would, I would love to be like that myself, you know, just, to, you know, I don't want the song to dry up because uh, you know, there's so much more to say. That was Matt Redman. Make sure to check out his live album, Lamb of God. It came out this year. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's our Thanksgiving dish showdown. You're listening to Teddy Swims. The song is Lose Control. But if you're on TikTok, we knew that. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers. And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable. Choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it is Thanksgiving week. And so as you guys are making final preparations for Thanksgiving dinner, maybe what you're going to bring, what you're going to make for your family, we want to help you out and pick the best Thanksgiving side options. We're doing it bracket style where they're going to be pitted against each other. We're going to determine a winner and they'll move forward and we will crown an ultimate, the best Thanksgiving dish by the end of this. So uh, welcome to the show. Calling in on his phone from LA, Derek Miner. What's happening? What's happening? Okay, I'm glad you could join us. So what we're going to do is just I'm going to pit 
two next to each other. You guys actually see it in front of you on the screen. And uh, we're going to talk it out and figure out which one wins. We're going to move on. And then there you go. Here we go. Before you get started, Cameron, I appreciate whoever put this together because they did it like a real March Madness, Brad. Yeah, it's real. Because it, it, it's like the one is going against the 16. Yeah. Like there's a couple sandbag games here. Okay. But then when you get more towards the heart of it, they're tight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So first up, Very we good. got the one versus 16. Turkey versus gravy. Which one wins? There's no point in having gravy if there ain't no turkey. Grab my like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can put gravy oh. on a roast, on a roast beef. You can put, you put, on you mashed can put potatoes. gravy on mashed potatoes. You can put gravy on, on dressing. So you're saying... It's very versatile. It's a sleeper. So you're saying a Cinderella, a Cinderella upset here. I'm just right. saying, I'm saying, saying turkey, turkey has... I'm saying turkey one. So this is the thing with turkey. One... Turkey, if you don't know how to cook it, it gets dry. Two, it only has one application, right? And oftentimes, like you said, Jesse, you said this before about turkey. You're like, man, I don't even know if we need turkey at times. Like, you like, yes. Wait, are we officially saying gravy is going to be turkey? No. It's got to be turkey. Let's take a vote. I'm just playing the angel's advocate. I'm angel's advocate. (laughs) Angel's advocate. That's it. All right, we're going. You're making a good point, but it's got to be turkey. Why does it have to be turkey? Turkey, all right, so turkey and Thanksgiving go together like mac and cheese. It just is a part of it. I do think that... um, Gravy is a gamble for me. I mean, to have the right gravy. What kind of gravy is it? There's different types of gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Oh, there's only one type of man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are we going like biscuits and gravy? Like, are we going? No, we can't spend we 18 like, minutes on one. Here we go. Pick turkey yeah, or gravy. So Here turkey. we go. Turkey. I gotta. Go, I gotta go. Turkey. I've right, established. Turkey. I like to deep fry them, yeah. and it's an element of danger and thrill. You can't deep fry gravy. Right. Well, maybe you could. All right. Next up for your Thanksgiving meal spread: pumpkin pie or rolls. Pumpkin pie, 100%. Rolls. I will no, be going no rolls question. on this rolls. one. Pumpkin, Pumpkin pie. pie. Cameron, you're the deciding factor Roll. here. Is it yeah, Cam, you guys decide. Okay, then I'm, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm the tiebreaker. I'm going pumpkin pie. All right. Uh, next up, Good. sweet you potato casserole. You and I will have rolls. I love rolls. I mean, bread's my love language, but pumpkin pie is the, this is the only time of year I want to have some pumpkin pie. But it's things. Yeah, you only have it once. Yeah. You have rolls Whatever. next day. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Next sweet one. Sweet potato casserole or <laughs> roasted Brussels sprouts. What is a sweet potato casserole? What's in it? I don't even know roasted. I mean, I've had that, but not in a Thanksgiving. I was going to say the roasted Brussels sprouts is like the team that won their conference that is seated <laughs> way too high. That had a cupcake schedule all year. Mm. No, I'll say this. Every ounce of that sweet potato casserole, which has the marshmallows and the cinnamon on top. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, man. And yeah, that's gone. That's gone. No one's. There's a couple of people that took some of the Brussels, the roasted Brussels sprouts as like a courtesy to the aunt that brought it, so they wouldn't get embarrassed. You're right. But that's this a one good. Seems like that's a, Jesse. That's a good determining factor. Which one of these is going first? Going. That's right. That's a, if, and when in doubt, that that's what's going. Sweet first. potato casserole. That's that one. Okay, here we go. Ham versus mashed potatoes. I'm gonna say mashed Come potatoes on, on that one. Mashed potatoes. I don't eat. I don't ham. eat pork. So. There you go. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. All right. <laughs> Stuffing versus pecan pie. Yeah, I love how these do not go together. These are not, it's not sweet. Yeah, that, that's why didn't we do Emily, why didn't we do, Emily, why didn't we do pie. pumpkin pie versus pecan pie and rolls versus stuffing? We, why did you switch desserts? I don't know. I just felt like it would be more fun to do like. Sometimes the Jets, yeah, sometimes the Jets plays the Giants. I don't know. That's you got to have stuffing. Yeah. Um, I don't even eat stuffing. I eat dressing. We don't eat stuffing. 
See, it's the same thing. Um, same thing. Same thing. No, same it's not. Exact thing. It's no, different. it is not. It's that different. is no, it's not. Stuffing and dressing, totally different things. I, I'm going pecan pie. I'm going it's, with stuffing. It's wet stuffing. It's wet dress, stuffing. Dressing, you love it. No, it's not wet stuff. You ain't had nobody make good dressing. <laughs> Marty, come come to, come to my house one day. We'll get you some chicken and dressing. Yeah. We'll get some chicken and I've dressing. I've never even had pecan pie, to be honest with you. I've never had we, that either. We'll get you together. Pecan pie. We'll get you together. Def, pecan pie, bro. Ain't nobody eating. We don't care about no stuffing. Pecan pie. White yeah. people don't even like stuffing and they make it. Keep going. Wait, okay, sorry. I actually really like oh, stuffing. Oh, it's lit. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, look, Jesse just said right, you so throw it the on there out of obligation, so I'm like, he just... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that the only reason stuff we, is going on my plate is because I feel bad because somebody brought it. Dressing in a black community is gone. If somebody makes some good chicken and turkey and dressing, it's gone. Over with. So, but stuffing, we don't really do the stuffing. Pecan pie, though. Pecan pie is universal. What are we doing? Saying pecan pie then? Pecan pie universal. Yeah. Yo, Emily, you, you are savage. Pie. You put black eyed peas versus cornbread. You put Shaq and Kobe against each yeah. other. That's you oh, hold on, savage. Cornbread for me. Cornbread. We got cornbread. cornbread. Good cornbread, cornbread. cornbread is better than yeah, rolls. Cornbread. Rolls should have been yeah. against cornbread. that. But cornbread, a good warm cornbread yeah, with I butter. I do not like black eyed peas. I'm with you on cornbread. Undefeated. Yeah. Cream corn versus mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Cream corn versus mac and cheese. Come on, man. Mac and cheese. Oh, we already yeah. know. Yeah. We already know. This is easy. That Green bean casserole versus roasted butternut squash. Green bean casserole. I love the green bean casserole. All right, Charlotte, I have a confession to make. I've never had that. I had some good green bean casserole. Oh, what is green he's bean been, casserole? He's I've never out. even had that. It's like creamy and it's got. I, like, I, had, some, yeah, I had some good green bean I casserole. I need to go to Boston Market or something over here. Yeah, yeah. I need to go to Boston wow. Market and test some of these things out. All right, chess pie or collard green? What's chess pie? Man. Derek, this was a Derek suggestion. So, so you got to explain so it. So chess pie is pretty much it's pretty much a pecan pie without pecans. It's 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 mm. but it's phenomenal. Like if you come to just look, I don't know how many black people listening to relevant, <laughs> how many uh southern people because invite me in California. Y'all just, I need y'all to I need y'all to advocate for how good chess pie is so they never had it before. Chess but pie. that's the hard part, I, you know. I collard can't. greens versus chess pie for me. I'm gonna got to go with the greens though. I, I can't I can't not have collard greens on Thanksgiving. It is not I gotta have never even had the greens. greens Last one of round one: sweet potato pie or apple pie? Sweet Sweet potato potato pie. pie. Apple here. Sweet potato pie. I'm gonna go apple. Y'all got it, but sweet potato. Wait, wait, is that two and two? What'd you say, Emily? Uh, This is a confession. I actually don't really like pie, but uh, I think I'd be more inclined to eat sweet potato pie. Mm. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Round two. I need to try all these things. Mm-hmm. Round two. I'm gonna. Oof, I, I'm gonna, gonna realign tough. round two that the that the desserts are going against desserts. So round two, round one. Uh, here we go. Turkey versus nah, sweet potato I casserole. I like it like this. Why are you changing it, camera? Okay, fine, fine. Turkey versus pumpkin pie. That's a hard <laughs> one. Right there. Yeah. This, is, this is supposed to be like this. I like it. <laughs> all right. I'm turkey going versus turkey. Pumpkin pie. I'm going turkey. Turkey. We saw mine. I gotta go turkey. All right, sweet potato casserole versus mashed potatoes. Do mash mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the casserole too. Even even though I like all the nuts and the marshmallows on there, it's just more vibrant than mashed potatoes. Right off, you scrape them off. That's two two. Then I'm going mashed potatoes. I'm I'm the tiebreaker. All right, pecan pie versus cornbread. 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 USA. USA. Mac and cheese versus green bean casserole. 
You already know, Cam. You already know what's going on. Mac and cheese. I like a mac and cheese mac right and now. Cheese. I want it now. <laughs> collard greens versus sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Got to be collards. I, I mean, I've, I've had neither before. I think I've had sweet potato pie. I'll go with sweet potato pie. Missing we don't out. really have a dessert here. Yeah, I'll probably on go this sweet potato pie. By the way, there's nothing green left. There's nothing green left. I'm just letting you know. Good. When you guys get scurvy for you Christmas. You don't have Thanksgiving to eat green stuff. You eat green stuff on a right Tuesday. Right now, around... Round Wait, three, turkey, off? mashed potatoes, cornbread. That's like the perfect right there. I'm good. But, I can but, but eat that we're for... off. Emily, did we not do the right number? It should be 32 options to get down to one. We only have, or, or I don't think we have the right number here. Well, let's just do this. Let's just do this. With a mystery card. Let, let's take out, let's take out mashed potatoes because here's the thing. You can eat mashed potatoes anytime. literally any right. time of year. Okay. So cornbread, that means we're at a final so four. Cheese too, if you want to go down that road. No, we're at yeah. a final four. So here we go. Final four, the four is turkey versus cornbread, mac and cheese versus sweet potato pie. So, turkey versus cornbread. I mean, I'm going to go turkey, I guess, right? Just because I feel like I should be eating that. All right, mac and cheese versus sweet potato pie. Mac Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I think mac and cheese is our winner. I'm going to be honest. Final championship game, turkey versus mac and cheese. Mac and because cheese. Because the mac and cheese that comes out at Thanksgiving is unlike mac and cheese any other time yeah, of year. Yeah, it's that only one time a year game. people actually don't get out of a box. It's baked it's baked mac and cheese, bro. It's like, come on, man. Breadcrumbs on top. Bread, baked mac and <laughs> cheese. Is, That's on. a good point, Jesse. I, I agree with Jesse. That This type of mac and cheese is a one time a year mac and cheese. Yep. There you go. Done. Mac and cheese. The ultimate, that's the winner of the ultimate, uh, what's it called? Ultimate Thanksgiving bracket, mac and cheese. But it's got to be that baked kind with the little crust on yeah. top and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's with right. the little okay. bread crumbs oh, yeah. and the four cheeses. Yeah, not no craft. We talking baked mac and cheese. There you go. All right, Derek, thanks for joining in from LA, man. Man. We knew this was important. <laughs> Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank uh, Matt Redmond for joining us. Make sure to check out the album he released this year. It's Lamb of God, the great live album. Um, also, it's it's holiday break, so I just wanted to give you guys some programming uh, notes. Instead of having our normal Tuesday and Friday show, since it's a long weekend for the cast and everybody, um, we're going to skip the Friday show. So today's show is it for Thanksgiving week, and we will we will be back like normal next Tuesday. So uh, don't miss that one. Also, if you uh, if you're doing some Black Friday shopping or some holiday shopping, some Christmas gift shopping uh, this weekend, check out RelevanceStore.com. We have uploaded a ton of new merch, some great stuff that your friends will not have, and it is on sale uh, this long weekend. So make sure to check that out, RelevanceStore.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Weiner. Marty. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you have fun with friends and family. We'll see you next week. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com.
Hearts are racing. People are yelling from in the house. Relevant Podcast Network.